We have come to recognize a key limitation to the way we practice medicine. Our experience with the 48-year-old heart attack victim plays out over and over. We hurry from one patient to the next, doing our best to treat their diseased hearts. But we see our patients too late, after they already have heart disease or established risk factors for developing it. Toxic diets, abandoned exercise programs, dangerous supplements, ill-advised combinations of prescription medicines— and failure to manage emotional stress are among the notations we record in patients' charts again and again. There seems no end to the flow of patients who require complex procedures to fix their hearts, not to mention the ones who show up year after year for another bypass operation or one more stent. Like the mythological Sisyphus condemned to spend eternity pushing a boulder up a mountain only to have it roll back down every night, we feel the frustration associated with trying to prevent a monumental recurring problem. But unlike Sisyphus, as doctors, we have the opportunity to achieve success. The solution to our dilemma becomes clear when we revisit the classic ideal of the physician from generations past. You know the type, the kindly, unhurried, gray-haired gentleman with a white coat, a black bag, and a stethoscope. Decades ago, doctors could not imagine peering into the body with real-time, three-dimensional MRI scanners or dream of preventing heart attacks by propping open the heart's two-millimeter-wide arteries with tiny metallic stents. With limited technology, what did these physicians do? They communicated with their patients. Doctors of old took the time to listen and to talk. When they came to a hospital bed, they saw whole patients, often surrounded by generations of people whom they had also treated. In today's whirlwind of technological marvels and breakthrough cures, these aspects of medicine have all but disappeared. We heart doctors tend to fix the plumbing problem of the moment and then move on rapidly to the next one. All too often, patients become cases. Can you check on the 80% left main coronary artery obstruction in cath lab number 4? Rather than people in desperate need of advice and counseling. The fact that we are missing an important piece of the puzzle really hit home a few years ago, as we prepared to do some cardiac plumbing on our fourth patient from a single family. Periodically, we treat two or three members of the same family, and we have even performed his and hers heart surgeries for married couples. But the Welton family's cardiac problems were like an annuity for heart doctors. Their story forced us to re-examine our long-held assumptions of what it means to be a successful doctor. The Weltons, a family plan for heart disease. This time it was Jim Welton's turn. Sitting in the consultation room with Jim were his father, Sam, triple bypass surgery, 1998, brother Rick, quadruple bypass, 2007, sister Noreen, two coronary artery stents, 2005, and sister Susan, no cardiac procedures to date. Their mother had died of a heart attack four years earlier. When we entered the room, it was a warm reunion. Sam, Rick, and Noreen enthusiastically reported that they were all feeling great and doing well. Jim, on the other hand, did not look particularly thrilled. He was facing his turn with coronary artery bypass surgery. We talked about the procedure, explaining how we would open his chest and reroute the blood flow around his heart's blocked arteries. With each detail, Jim lost a bit more color. He would soon blend in perfectly with the white hospital walls. His brother and father tried to cheer him up. They assured Jim that it would be a piece of cake. He would do fine. And he did. Technically, Jim's surgery was a success. 
but a conversation with his younger sister Susan the day before Jim left the hospital made us realize that it was also a failure. Susan cornered us in the hall outside Jim's room, fidgety and obviously worried. Picking up on her distress, we assured her that everything was fine. Jim's EKG and echocardiogram revealed that his heart had weathered the surgery well, and he would be going home within twenty-four hours. For doctors, a patient's hospital discharge after heart surgery always represents a victory. As Susan talked, though, we quickly realized that we had missed the point completely. She was glad Jim had done well, but his health wasn't what was keeping her up at night. She was the only member of the family who had not yet developed heart disease. Wasn't there some way to avoid it? Should she try coenzyme Q10, chelation therapy, or one of the antioxidants she read about on the Internet? Maybe she should add blueberries, Cheerios, and Palm Wonderful to her diet. Wouldn't these...